The following episode of Discussing Who is made possible thanks to the support of listeners like you. Become fans of the show by subscribing on iTunes, Player FM, and more. You're invited to join the conversation on Facebook and Twitter. For more information about the show, visit discussingwho.com. Live from the streets of Atlanta. No, wait just a second. Let me think. We're not in Atlanta anymore. This is actually, it's amazing how quickly time flies because I just realized whenever I said that, that a week ago tonight, we would have been packing for Atlanta. Can you believe it's already been a week? Oh, yeah, it definitely has flown by. Absolutely. And I mean, like, wow. Long. I mean, seriously, uh, time flies quickly. And so quickly that I did not even do an introduction. So this is Discussing Who. This is Kyle Jones. And joining me as always, and I think I was looking back, Clarence, and there has only been one episode that you've not been on since the very beginning. So um, with that said, I want to welcome back my friend Clarence Brown. Hey, Clarence. Hey, man. Hey, man. Good to be back on. And uh we're going to talk a few random things today, but nevertheless, it's, it's good to be on and kind of our wrap-up of uh, Hulana. Yep, exactly. And for those of you who maybe just listened to episode number 45, I committed in that episode and was talking about uh, having a, an episode where we're recapping some of the things that happened throughout Hulanta, and after we recorded Clarence and I began listening to what we did record out of Hulanta. And, um, you know, I have an uh, OCD thing about, you know, everything being in order. And whenever I get ready to go somewhere, I like to put things in order and know in advance what I'm going to do. Well, through this exercise, I learned, excuse me, a little bit of OCD-ness from you, which is audio, right? Yeah, yeah, I'm kind of stickler for it, but um, you always want to get it the best you can because you want to know when someone is listening, they're going to get the best possible experience. But that being said, we were recording while we were actually driving and riding, so uh, as long as we kind of preface it that it might not be the best audio quality, uh, but still, I think there's some interesting conversations uh, and points from our conversations to be had from from uh, from from what we recorded on the trip. Yep, and especially there was a point in the trip home, actually, that is something that I am fighting for to get on the airwaves. And if you are a uh, fan of what Clarence and I do on here, I invite you to check out his latest episode of the Tech Petition podcast, which is, and help me out here, Clarence, it's season two, episode number... Because I don't remember off the top of my head your your current episode. What what is it? I, I think it's fourteen. <laughs> ah, okay, cool. Yeah. Well, well, subscribe to the Tech Edition podcast if you're not. But um, the other night it was okay. So on the on the way back from our trip, uh, you, and you'll hear this in a clip in a moment. We have a discussion from one of the panels about the Superman versus Batman and the whole DC universe. Well, as I then began listening to the uh, current episode of Tech Petition, they start talking about what? 
Superman versus Batman in the whole DC universe, which, uh, interestingly enough, the night before, they updated the Tech Petition Facebook page to a picture of Batman, Ben Affleck, yeah. Batman. So, sad um, Batman. Yeah, sad <laughs> Batman, which, um, which, you know, I just really thought was funny. But listening to the podcast so far, I've not gotten it all listened to, but it explains a little bit of why that picture comes into play. So uh, we invite you to go check that out. But Clarence, I got a question for you. If you learned something from our first convention as discussing who, and for me, I, uh, I know it was my first any type of comic or geek type uh, convention, and I think the same was true for you, right? Yes, yes. Um, definitely my first. And if you want to know what I learned, um, it's kind of funny. I always look at you, yourself and Lee as being like these uh, Doctor Who gurus, which is, is true. You are definitely gurus of the Who. But, you know, uh, it was just interesting being amongst amongst other people who, uh, you know, were like minded and you know, just as sharp as you guys, you know, is <laughs> is is really interesting to be uh, crowded around people who loved something so much, and you know that that's what I got out of it. I think the most uh, being with you, Lee, in one place, and then just being amongst, um, I guess, like I said, family. You know, uh, even though we don't really know everybody there, you just felt like a commonality uh, in thought and and this thing that we love. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's funny. You introduced me to a show that you mentioned the episode when Angie was on. And it was the, uh, on Sci-Fi, which is a cosplay, uh, cospe- cosplay Melee, I believe was the name of it. Yes. And uh, I know we're going to talk about that in an upcoming episode at some point after the current season of Doctor Who's over. But... I watched, you know, the first, I think, two or two, maybe three uh, episodes of it. But that first episode, the the, um, person who wins, I'll just say that, is an epitome of everything that you just said, of the family, of, of coming together, of people who like what you do and you like what they do and all of that. So, you know, go check that out. But yes, I agree with you. And, Another thing that I also noticed from listening to some of the panels, um, you know, people who have listened to us and have commented, and if you're listening right now, um, you know, send us an email, send us some feedback, because if you agree with me, you know, I want you to, um, you know, let Clarence know that you agree with me. But one thing that uh, I mentioned while we were attending Hulanta is Clarence has always said, that he wonders, and you know exactly where I'm going, is, you know, where where is with him being the new Who fan and doesn't have that history the same as what Lee and I has, which he just prefaced before, it brings a dynamic to our group that makes, you know, Lee and I, because Lee's commented on this too, that's totally fresh and seeing it in a, you know, fantastic and different uh, new way, and quite frankly, you know, some of the panels, you and I and Lee could have gotten up there and not trying to sound arrogant in any way. And I know there's no other way that it would come out other than being arrogant. But 
I think we might could have like, you know, added to the flavor. I'll put it that way. So if you agree with me, you know, send us some feedback and uh, we'll be absolutely happy to play it on the show. You know, Kyle, I have to be more than honored that you just called me the bill of this podcast. I'll take it. <laughs> okay, cool. I, I'm, 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 you know, I, at least I didn't, uh, you know, as Mickey Smith said, you, you're not the ten dog. Yeah, yeah. Poor Mickey. You know, may, maybe, you know, I hope that maybe one day if we keep doing this thing just long enough, uh, you know, I'll kind of come in as a new sort of companion to the show. And by the end, I have this certain bravado about me. And, you know, I'll be just as powerful as you guys uh, with your who quotes and whatever. You know, it'll be kind of like uh, the progression of Clara, you know, uh, yeah, I, by the I, end. Yeah, I <laughs> knew exactly that's where you were going. <laughs> I was about to call you the impossible host. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> I figured you would. So let me ask you this: what uh, what could we or, or what lessons? Because uh, I, I know I have one. So let me ask you this: uh, what lessons um, did did you, you learn, or do you think we learned in attending our first, um, you know, either Doctor Who or an, another type of convention? You know, me specifically, um, I think that as a uh, podcaster, um, you know, we, we were prepared in some sense. We had our T-shirts and everything. We were had our business cards, but I thought we were ready. But when I saw my man, Mr. Shackelford, come through the door, you know, I meet this guy. He's tall and, uh, you know, very, way taller than I expected him, to be, expected him to be. And. You know, we meet Lee and we're rolling through and Lee is just prepared. He's a veteran of these type of shows. And it was just fun to see him as kind of a veteran and knowing exactly what he's doing. Uh, just following uh, behind him and kind of taking his lead because, uh, yeah, he, he, he he's done this before. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, you're right, because even whenever, uh, you know, at the um, well, to kind of give you guys a visual, uh, we get a t um, text uh, from Lee on Slack. Well, it's not necessarily a text, but we got a message from Lee on a program called Slack. And if you don't, you know, don't know about Slack, go check it out. It's uh, free to use. There's, of course, paid versions, but it is a cool uh, communications platform. So, um, so we get a message from Lee. You know, he's in the lobby. We're actually in the convention. Uh, area. I think we're in the vendor's room looking around. So here we head to the to the lobby. And beforehand, I had told Clarence that I would have loved to have had a uh, or had the ability to kind of sneak up and just start talking um, around Lee, so that it would be like, oh wow, cool! I recognize your voice, and you know, kind of have that moment. But that literally didn't happen. Forget the d discussing who t-shirts. Um, when we when we walk in, we see this guy. Like uh, Clarence said, I was expecting not to be uh, quite as tall um, as what he was. Because Clarence, you're about what six? Um, what? I'm six, I'm six five. And I would say he would be a good six three, six four. Wouldn't you say? Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, so here I am with my five eleven, uh, six feet, um, you know, coming, and I'm I'm like standing between the two of you when he, uh, when uh, we walk up, and I'm like looking up at both of you, and I'm like, okay, so uh, yep, y'all just do what y'all want to, and 
you know, kind of, I'll take you, I'll let y'all take the lead. But, um, but, but you're right. He had, um, you know, he had his, uh, cards ready. He had, you know, everything ready. And, um, I just can't say enough. That was a very cool experience having talked to someone for several years and then have that ability to meet that person face to face. That was, that was really cool. Yeah, and I'm, I'll also add just uh, hanging out with you a little bit more. You know, um, we've mentioned before, of course, that we work together, uh, not necessarily in the same department, but we work together. And um, we've we've gone to the comic book shops a couple of times together during lunch. And it was cool as well to just spend a lot of time with you and get to know you a little bit better. We were bunk mates <laughs> on the trip and. Yeah, yeah, it was just a lot of fun, and I, I really enjoyed it, man, and and just learned a lot from having conversations with you and Glary and <laughs> and all other type of shenanigans uh, over the weekend. So uh, I think it's time. I think we need to explain exactly what Glary is, and did we ex- did we explain that on forty five, or did we say it would be explained on forty six? Yeah, I can't remember exactly. Uh, we can briefly say. We, what we it can is, briefly though. say. So, uh, so I here's, think you teased it actually. Okay, all right. That's what that's what I thought. I wasn't sure, but I thought so. All right. So here's here's the glary, uh, the the truth in glary. So uh, first off, and here's the lesson that I learned more than anything is not just check how many hours it takes you to drive. Check to see if you change, uh, <laughs> if you're going to change time zones when you're driving. And if so, especially if the time zone you're going to is ahead of the time zone you are currently in. Yeah. Because that happened. That was our only big mistake slash regret was on our time schedule of how long it would take to get there and you know even with traffic and everything the one thing that we did not factor in was um the the uh time zone definitely exactly but glary um so so we get into atlanta and for those of you listening who are in 2017 it is um it is right after what was it about three about three weeks to a month ago, maybe a little bit longer than that, that there was a portion of a bridge that collapsed. Yes, that's correct. And so traffic was horrible. So so we're driving along, and one of us has an Android, one of us has an iPhone, and Android saying go one way, iPhone saying go another way. And so Clarence makes this statement of, oh, well, you know, you're using Google Maps. So, I mean, you're using Apple Maps. That's why it's saying different. So I, I uh, <laughs> launch Google Maps on my iPhone, which still says different than your yeah. uh, Android. It was quite weird. So we finally started um, following my Google um, Google Maps on my iPhone. So at some point, I think it was me that was trying to be, you know, uh, sarcastically smart, start calling it Gleary. So the joke was Gleary finally got us to Hulanta. Yeah. Um, hello, high water. We made it. <laughs> we we did make it. And, and actually, we made it uh, a whole a lot easier than we made it there. Yeah. Getting out of Dodge was a lot easier than getting in, in the town because, man, I tell you, uh, 
Atlanta does has a lot of construction going on. It's kind of ridiculous. Yep. Um, you know, that's why I'm, A, glad you dry, drove, B, glad you drove, and <laughs> C, glad you drove. So, hey, look at the bright side. We could have been in Chicago or something, and that would have been way worse. Yep. I think Atlanta is, is, is not as bad. <laughs> and if that would have been the case, I would have said, and D, glad you drove. <laughs> All right. Well, um, you know, that's enough, I think, for us uh, talking. So what we're going to do right now is go away from uh, the studio for a few minutes and preface once again before we do that uh, the sounds that you're listening to were recorded coming back while at and going to uh, Hulanta. So uh, enjoy. This is unedited live uh recordings that we made and just wanted to kind of share our experience and clarence and i will be back in just a moment or not necessarily just a moment but after um that particular segment is over with so enjoy listening and we'll be back with you after those clips at the end of the episode i'm about to check it out oh you brought it which is yeah. so what do you want what, what got you in the comments let's see um all right, let me turn this down some. How are you turning that down? Can you turn it down? Uh, should be airflow somewhere. You just turn the turn the heat down? Or no, just turn the flow down. Or maybe, oh, it's, maybe it's, I did it there, I think. Oh, wait, that's the heated seats. Oh, cool, we got heated seats. Oh, that's the seats. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I'm fine, never mind. Yeah, we yeah, we're fine. Car is so confusing these days. Yeah. No, seriously, so we're, so, so we're fine, seriously. Okay. <laughs> All right, so... Uh, oh God, this went up. Oh, yours went up? It seemed like it got... It seemed like it started making more noise. You see what I'm saying? It's like it's blowing hard. <laughs> Hold up. So what got me into comic books? Um... I can remember being a little kid and for some reason reading Richie Rich and something called Hot Stuff, The Red Devil or The Little Devil or something. It was like, I think the the um, thing was Harvey Comics or something. It was, huh. uh, but it was called Richie Rich, The Poor Little Rich Boy. I certainly know Richie Rich. I don't know the other. And it, also, I think Casper was in Casper, yeah. Okay. But I remember reading reading them and I don't know if it was me watching like Incredible Hulk Super Friends and Wonder Woman on TV that made me want to read the comic books or if it was somehow I got I don't remember how per se I got exposed I'm assuming at some point somebody bought me a comic book and I read it and it was like or saw the pictures and was like okay cool I want more which is so funny because we think of today as being like the comic book revolution age or whatever on the TV shows and stuff. But yeah, in the 70s and 80s, you had comic book shows on television, which is kind of weird if you think about it now. Because, <laughs> like I said, people think of now as being like uh, Marvel and DC revolution on the small screen. Well, I think the difference is back then you had it in cartoon format that was 
Like, well, no, you had Wonder Woman and yeah, you um, had the Hulk and the Hulk. So, Bill Bixby. <laughs> Bill Bixby, don't make me angry. I love that guy, man. <laughs> I was so sad when I found out he died. Oh, he did. Yeah. Well, he died years ago. I mean, oh. Yeah, he's been there. But anyway. But but no, and, and I don't know how, per se, you know, why I started reading some Marvel, some DC. I just, I just know I always liked Wonder Woman. And I actually liked Superman as Superboy. Uh-huh. Um, I don't think I was ever that much into Batman originally. And I can't remember what I might would have read in Marvel other than uh, Fantastic Four and and I think I just remembered how I may have gotten into comics. My grandmother, I think, had some comic books for sale in their store for a while. That that was whoever bought like some of the merchandise. I remember I'm visually seeing where um, you know there were some comic books, and I may have just read them that was in the store and wanted more of them. I, I don't know. So so what what drew you to Wonder Woman? Because I know you've told me time and time again she's your favorite. You know what? I, I, I really... I really don't know. I just think... I don't know. Something about the TV show was cool. Okay. You're dying it, out about the TV show? Yeah, it was cheesy. But the whole one... <laughs> the Wonder Span and the... Yeah. Uh, uh, I mean, all of that was just kind of cool, uh-huh. and um, I don't know. I just thought some. I just know something about her was cool. Yeah, and it could have been either that, or maybe even this. It could possibly be the first superhero thing you saw on television, right? Because it, it could have come out before um, the Hulk did. It yeah, may I'm have. Sure, I think it did. I'm pretty sure it did. So it's like your first Doctor thing. You right. know, the first thing you see is kind of what brings you into the the whole comic world and kind of you know that's maybe your first but part of the reason why I like Hulk so much that's the first superhero that I can remember remember in live action scene right period so yeah definitely on my end that's kind of and see I can remember you know vaguely I mean I mean this is more of I'm having to like make myself it's not a vivid memory Uh but I can remember being scared of some of the things on Doctor Who, really. And now going, and I wouldn't, I couldn't tell you if, if it was the Daleks, if it was whatever. I know it was the Tom Baker era, but I, I, I can remember some of it would scare me. Yeah, I, I can definitely get that because I mean, thinking about my first Doctor Who experiences when I was younger, watching classic Who, I wasn't never really a huge fan. But I remember seeing it on PBS and knowing that I liked it. And I think maybe you guys mentioned before, it, w- it wasn't shown in order. No, it PBS wasn't. Right. So, yeah, so the story's never connected. It's just like whenever you caught one, you know, it was cool. But also being on PBS kind of put it on second tier as far yeah. as... Well, it was, well, you saw it as, that's educational yeah, television. Yeah, yeah, which is funny because... Even now on PBS, they show Doctor Who and stuff like that. I'm like, this is really weird for that to be the home <laughs> of, the, of the British television over here. And some of the missing episodes, if it weren't for those, you know, so, I think some of them have been found because of PBS stations, either, you know, not necessarily here, but other licensed 
stations or networks from other countries have, you know, picked it up. And good morning, we are at McDonald's. It is the second day of Hulanta. And unfortunately, Lee couldn't be with us just yet this morning. He is in a high-rise hotel, uh, enjoying the good life downtown <laughs> Atlanta, while Clarence and I are leaving McDonald's. <laughs> so, Clarence, what do you think of day one of uh, Hulanta? Um, I've had a lot of fun. It's, it's been interesting hearing the talks we've heard so far, although it's only been a few, and getting to meet some of the different Doctor Who fans slash personalities. So I've, I've really enjoyed it so far. Yeah, me too. And I noticed something that I hadn't told you yet, that it w when we were planning, and you may have thought about this, but I totally didn't, and even made a comment to you yesterday, which was... I forgot that Atlanta was an hour ahead of us. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. I really didn't think about it that much, but then I kind of just looked at my watch and noticed, though. Well, I noticed it because I was, okay, so we're, we're driving here yesterday, and before Siri kind of, well, Google, and we, <laughs> we ultimately named it Gleary because we, we wound up taking literally in doctor who terms the long way around uh, <laughs> getting to the hotel so we missed the press opportunity because we got stuck in residential downtown traffic which some, took, some might want to blame the driver but <laughs> yeah i'm not i'm not blaming the driver who turned on exit 246 at right at the time when the uh the british voice was saying Turn now. I mean, uh, prepare to turn on exit 248B. Be because Kyle Siri, of course, has a British voice. Oh, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we missed the uh, first uh, opportunity, but hey, you know, all good things are good things. And uh, we did get there. We got signed in, nice hotel. And um, we saw someone actually dressed up as a TARDIS. Yeah, that's true. Um, Saw Matt Smith. We saw a very tall Matt Smith at that. Saw a baby tenant. A baby tenant, <laughs> yep. So I guess that is true when it says that Doctor Who comes in literally all shape, forms, and sizes. Agreed, agreed. It even comes in pixels. And so, it even comes in pixels. So yeah, tell let, me. Let me ask you, did you see any vendor that you particularly liked or anything in any of the vendor sections that you thought kind of tickled your fancy? All right, well, first off, I want to go to back to the um, Titan Comics. I want to get the free comic book uh, Hulanta exclusive and we we'll probably need to do that this morning since there's only 500 copies. Ooh, yeah. And you saw something uh, what was it? Pixel? Pixel Who? Pixel Who. So uh, excuse me for not having this ready to read, <laughs> knowing the name. Yeah, we are actually driving yeah. right now, so we're we're recording while driving. So anyway, Pixel Who. Yeah, so it's an artist, and um, presumes his wife, but I don't know the sure, maybe girlfriend. 
Uh, they do the, something called Pixel Who, and they've even been, been featured in some uh, mobile platforms, and I think some officially uh, BBC-sponsored games. Ah, cool. So um, I saw a particular pr- uh, printout of a Peter Capaldi and uh, Jenna Coleman, which I had to just, once I saw that with Cal in the room, I just had to point it out <laughs> and say, I'm getting that. Yeah, my brain didn't quite process it, you know. <laughs> It was kind of like, uh, I think, you know, I couldn't remember anything about <laughs> who this Clara person was. Oh, your brain had been wiped. Yeah, my brain had okay. been wiped. Okay. So excuses. Excuses. <laughs> we remember what we want to remember. Exactly. Is what I'm going to say. Exactly. <laughs> All I, you know, as long as we get to say something like, you know, the only water in the forest is a river, then, you know, <laughs> I'm happy with that. Uh, whatever floats your boat, man. Exactly. <laughs> So, we are pulling back up to Century Center, uh, the Marriott here where there is Hulanta, and we will be reporting back a little bit later on today. Done. <laughs> but, but he, he mentioned that a lot of his uh, that he writes a lot of action he's very descriptive about mm-hmm. that'll throw the page cut off because we see these things in an instant but it may yeah. take him a whole page to describe them yeah um, huh. find a script for the matrix it's out there on the web mm-hmm. the Warshawskis are like that they describe everything because they're going to direct it they yeah. know exactly yeah. what's going to happen that script is like 200 pages long yeah well the film is under two hours yeah but they've, they've, they've spent all this time describing <laughs> Put in all the details. But man, you read it and you're just flipping pages as fast as you can go because it's just, you know, oh, man. Neo does this, and Trinity comes away. Yeah. yeah. That was actually a very good presentation. It really was. Yeah. Especially if he wasn't feeling well. Yeah. You never <laughs> knew it until he <laughs> said, he's not feeling well. Oh. Yeah, and a lot of writers really don't present themselves that well, so yeah. Then you have like the dynamic of you as a writer, what you have, like you said, what you have in your head versus what actually comes out as the finished product. <laughs> I was a little surprised by that because he's a real pro and so he's he's playing with us because he knows. You know, you know when you're writing it, this is not what it's gonna look like. Oh really? The next thing that happens in writing for stage or screen is it's going to go to a room full of designers. It's going to go to actors who don't look like what you had in mind. Yeah. You know, the director is then going to, you know, the actors ad living. Right. Yeah. But I want to do moments like that. But you know, yeah. you, you have a very specific vision, but you also learn to let that go immediately because uh-huh. that's not what's going to happen. <laughs> well, it seems like it'd be a little more uh, predictable when you're writing for a known quantity. Yes. You, he does know what the doctor's going to look like. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. some things he can right. kind of envision. I pretty much know what this is going to be, but, yeah. but when you're creating an alien in your head that nobody's ever seen before, right. you know. <laughs> you know, it's interesting that he said that he wrote Flatline for Matt Smith. Yeah. Uh-huh. And it was Dr. Light, so it makes sense. Right. It's still really about Clark. Right. Yeah. But... It seems Capaldi. I mean, I, I, I actually think it worked better with Capaldi than it would have if it would have been Matt Smith. Everything works better with Peter Capaldi. If you are interested in participating in
going on? <laughs> so I'm gonna have to ask. Was the door open when she went in? It's yeah. unlocked. Yeah. It'll unlock. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> so she ends up. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. It takes off with her in it. Because she was technically kind of kid. I mean, quote unquote, kind of kidnapped yeah. into the story. So that's her thing. The rest of the series is take yeah. me back. Because <laughs> because she was a stewardess on the plane. Yeah. And she was just. I, what got into the airport? Car breaks down on the way to Heathrow. Yeah, yeah. And she's trying to get, <laughs> call for help, but she's still trying to get back to her flight. But Heathrow, she's it's, where, where, where is that Heathrow? Uh, England, right? Yeah, yeah. It's in England. It's, okay. it's the big air, airport. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, and it's really poignant because you know, in the end, he did finally get her back there, and and he's he's back there on the day her flight is supposed to leave, and, and then she's like, wait. <laughs> Which I'm thinking the uh, conversation uh, the doctor has with Bill about, you know, we'll be back for the tea kettle balls, but he can't really control this thing. So how can he say we'll be back yeah. before? It? But he did. The, the he got back when the TARDIS said he could come back. Sometimes he, he can he can go play some pinpoint accuracy, and then sometimes he's just completely wrong. Yeah. Just, you know, whenever, like I said, whenever it fits the story. Exactly, <laughs> when it fits the story. So, but yeah, but yeah, I do like the explanation. Thanks to Neil Gaiman. Thank you. Yeah. The, the, the TARDIS is taking it where she wants to go. Yeah. Oh, that's a Neil Gaiman thing? Yeah, that's in the, the doctor's wife. Uh, I love that script so much. Alrighty, it is about 12 p.m. and I don't know if this is 12 p.m. Eastern or 12, uh, well, 12 p.m. Standard or what, or Central or whenever it is. I'm. Long story short, uh, if I haven't mentioned this or not before, we lost an hour traveling between uh, Mississippi and Georgia the other day, and I forgot about Eastern time, and I think you did too, didn't yeah, you? Yeah. So. Uh, you know, if it's all of a sudden 11.01, that means we've gone back uh, central time. <laughs> but anyway, uh, we are on Sunday. We're coming back home. And we were talking about one of the sessions that we went to, which was a Marvel versus DC comic book movie panel. Not necessarily comic books, but uh, a panel on the Marvel versus DC and we were talking about it and I said hold on hold on hold on we need to record this so to kind of set it up they were basically talking about the the Marvel TV and movie verse versus the TV and movies of DC interestingly enough Clarence just remembered that they didn't even talk about Zack Snyder why do you think yeah I don't know man it's like they had so many reasons. In the first movie, it was a good panel. I enjoyed it. Um, just before we get into what we were talking about, I really ha like how they uh, talked about the marketing for the uh, Wonder Woman movie being so bad. Okay. At this point, and um, yeah, I have to kind of agree with that. I mean, I don't know. DC just, just seems like I. See, what are the guys doing over there? <laughs> I don't know. All right, so let me ask you this. So we got, um, 
Okay, so you go on YouTube, and I mean, I've not done this myself, but I read that if you go on YouTube and you look at the amount of promo for even Justice League that doesn't come out to November, yeah, and you look at Wonder Woman, yes, Wonder Woman's got some stuff, but Wonder Woman doesn't have as much stuff. Yeah. You know, so are they... Purposely giving it or... Yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't know, but... To me, it's, it's just, you have to really get in the face of people with this. I mean, is, is Wonder Woman going to be a pop, as popular as uh, Superman or Batman? Probably not. But she should be, because okay. she's a staple of the comic universe, period, whether you talk about Marvel or DC. So, I mean, just things like that. Um, you know, they were talking also about the differences in tone of the two movies, this is kind of what me and Kyle were talking about before we just picked up. Um, so, what are the reasons you guys think they gave for Marvel being so tonally different than DC and DC being so dark? Of course, they mentioned things like, oh, they're just trying to follow in the footsteps of the the uh, the, the Nolan Batman movies, which were dark and, and gritty and awesome. But, I mean, by the same token, I think they failed to mention one person's name who would solve all the qualms right. of why these movies are so totally different and that's Zack Snyder okay Christopher Nolan exactly Christopher Nolan had was not Zack Snyder and yes I have not seen uh, The Last Batman with Bane because I just didn't like Bane as a character and I whenever I see Bane uh, you know in human form per se as live action I see you know Batman and Robin or whichever with bat nipples, you know, <laughs> and so, you know, I don't, I've got the, the whole uh, Joel Schumacher Bane imprinted on my head, so I didn't, you know, see the third one. Having said that, I loved the second, you know, with the Joker. Yeah. I thought that yeah. was, even the first one with the uh, Scarecrow, uh, there wasn't another bad guy than the Scarecrow, was there? Or was uh, there? think so. I don't think so. Um, it's been so long since yeah, same here. But but with Heath Ledger, you know, as the Joker, I mean that was, you know, amazing. But 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 it's still you know, it, it might be then, hey I'm Batman. Yeah. <laughs> but but other than that, it still wasn't as grimy as Superman yeah. versus Batman. Yeah, yeah, I mean yeah, and, and again in that panel they were blaming those movies but but like Cal just said, those movies, though slightly darker, they're still kind of comic comic booky in a way, and they were they weren't as brooding as the uh, Snyderverse. So for anybody who thinks is doesn't think it's Snyder, just go and watch Watchmen, uh, and then come back and talk to them. And see, I had forgotten that that Zack Snyder had done Watchmen. Yeah, you know, and I've seen Watchmen. A, I've read Watchmen wasn't my you know I know this is comic book blasphemy but it was not my favorite thing I've ever read you know I didn't really care for it what about you have you I haven't read it have you, but you've watched it right I've watched it what did you think it. of it when you watched it uh, I thought it was I thought it was okay oh man I wish I knew that one line <laughs> there's this one line is in that movie that's like super hilarious and Carrie always quotes I'll try to get it for you okay. so you drop it in alright but um 
I thought it was okay. It was, I didn't think it was the best thing ever. But for his time that he came out, I think it was pretty good. Uh, well received, I feel. Um, but when you fast forward and look at look at something like Man of Steel, I was telling Cal I had just watched this on TV a few days ago. It just happened to be on TNT or something. And I I went to the movies to see it originally, and I really liked that movie, man. I really liked that movie. Um, all right, so let me let let me let me ask you a question, and I, I'm not going to use Batman this time, but but this was a comment that I can't remember who in the panel made, but it was enough to where the comment itself stuck in my head, and the comment was, Marvel and their marketing and public relations, they send out Chris Hemsworth, or they send out. Uh, uh, dude that plays Captain America or Tony Stark or whomever to like children's hospitals and stuff like that. Could you see Henry Cavill dressed up as Superman in that dark Superman outfit going to a sick child in the hospital and it just... See, uh, people say that the Man of Steel Superman suit is dark. Are the the colors muted? Question mark. Uh, yeah, they are muted from the the uh, Superman we know and love from Christopher Reeves back in the day. And they are muted. They're different. It's a different suit. Is it just dark and broody? I don't really feel like that. Okay. I, the, the colors are darker, but I don't think that the colors of the suit are directly associated with the feelings that we can get from the character. All right. So let me say this. Uh, uh, you just brought up a very interesting point. Alright, so in, in the comic book, and spoiler alert here for anybody that's not read any of the recent Superman comics, you know, after, or in the New 52, they had a younger Superman that wore like a totally different, uh, uh, out, you know, like totally different version of the suit. It was almost like an armored plated. It was just a little bit darker. Mm-hmm. You know, he didn't have the S curl in his hair and, um, and even went to the point to where he lost some of his powers and was down to a black Superman t-shirt and blue jeans for a while. And then ultimately he died. Okay? Well, they also in the comic book uh, revealed that the pre-Flashpoint Superman still existed. And had been living, you know, secretly as Clark Smith or uh, Clark White, I think, was, his, uh, and that they had a son and all that. Well, in the last couple of months, uh, they've basically now revealed that whoever is behind the the changes of the universe, which is hinted at, of course, being the Watchman, Doctor Manhattan of the Watchman. Yeah. But um, they've revealed now that whoever that was split Superman into two and that was actually a half of Superman so now so but where I'm going with all this but both the the, the younger uh, more hip kind of and then the other version that people have known for the past 20 years when they merged he still doesn't have the red trunks uh, I don't even think he, he still doesn't have the red boots but his suit is back to that bright, you know, yeah. blue. So you're saying they're trying to come I, back in the Well, I'm saying the they're man. doing in the comics what they should be 
my whole point in saying all of that is DC in the comics knows that's what fans want. Yeah, I mean, what fans want, maybe, but I don't want it to be in, in, in righteous indignation, in a righteous indignation type of thing. Oh, he doesn't have the S-Carol coming down. We do not like the Superman. Okay, that movie had other problems that I can see. If, if you don't even look at the suit, it has other problems that a diehard Superman fan would have problems with, which I think the biggest thing I heard coming out of that movie is what happens at the very end uh, with Zod. Okay. And if you have an argument to make for that, I can I can go, I can talk with you about that. You okay. know, I could probably reason with you on that. All right. But, you know, just the color of the suit, I can see if they made it a totally different color. Is it muted? Yes. Is was Okay, Marvel takes liberties too with the suits to make it more movie focused. Okay, so and, and well before you come back, okay, all right, the, all right, the keep going. same suit for uh, Christopher Reeves that worked in set in the seventies. The bright, I'm not gonna say cheesy because I respect Christopher Reeves. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> but the bright colors may not play the same on screen. And again, look who we're dealing with as the, the movie runner, okay. Zack Snyder. And we've talked about this before, actually. He likes to make beautiful-looking movies. Brooding, maybe, but beautiful-looking okay. movies. And his movies are very cinematic and directorial or whatever. But, again, it comes back to what is the content, what's the content you're putting on film. Okay. Uh, to that, um, All right, so let me, let, let, let me throw this left out of completely left uh, field, right field, center field, okay. wherever. Ang Lee directed uh, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Okay. <laughs> it was critically acclaimed. Didn't it win some kind of oh, you know, all, yeah, awards? All, or, all, all the awards. Okay. <laughs> all right. So Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, blah, blah, blah. Great, great film. Ang Lee, Incredible Hulk. I watched that recently, or, or I should say a part of it recently probably a month or two ago and oh my god I had forgotten how bad that was see I'm, I think I'm too forgiving of movies that's a movie that is one half good one half uh, atrocious because it ends so bad so bad I, I love Eric Ben as, the, as uh, Bruce as well as Ed Norton uh, no disrespect to, right. to the Karen Bruce but, um, but yeah that that's one of those movies that I think you're probably making the point of that the director took liberties with the character to too try. many way well, I, okay too many. let's don't put that on the same level because Ang Lee went way to left field oh, okay but, but but you could say oh look it was so cinematic yeah that movie was nice yeah. you know it was all <laughs> these know, all was... these cut scenes and flips uh, flash I mean, you know like no. half screens and I'm like but but, but I mean Oh, man, like Snyder, and, and the thing that makes it bad, because he, he's like one of those people, I would dare not put him on the same level as Joss Whedon, but he's one of those people who seems like he's into the comic universe. You know, he seems like that's kind of what he likes. Seems like, before these la the last movie, you would think he kind of understood it, you know? Because he okay, did have Wiseman right. that was, was pretty, was mildly successful. Um... Not by today's standard, but and I think Man of Steel was okay. I think it was a good movie. I liked it. I like. It. I, I go to bed. I, I really have no problem <laughs> with Man of Steel. 
But of course, of course, of course, Batman. I'm not Batman. I'm sorry. Uh, Batman v Superman was way off the mark. I mean, we can all say that without a shadow of a doubt. Did it have some good elements? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was it done of boredom? Yes. Yes. Oh, oh, oh my goodness. Wait, wait. Oh, you want to talk about how everybody wait, will agree with you? Wait. No, 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 no. I'm not saying. I'm not. Forget that everybody in the room agreed with me, which they did. Okay. Forget, oh, that was a Trumpism right there. Forget. Yes. Okay. Okay. Maybe so. But 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 this Trumpism is going to go one step further, and just make sure that I heard what I just heard. Clarence Brown on Highway. Where? Okay. Headed east. Headed east. Headed west. Wherever. We're passing Oxford, Anniston, one mile somewhere in Alabama said, and I quote, <laughs> don't abort him, which it is. Yeah. Okay. I, did I hear that? You heard it. Okay. That, hey, I, I, that, ne- I never said, okay. I, I, yes, you did. Yes, you absolutely okay, did, I did say, say that it was not don't abort him. Okay, look, I'm, I'm mostly forgiven a movie. Okay, all right. I can, I, I'm not that, um, <laughs> That uh, purist back in the background say, oh, you're messing up my childhood and stuff. You know, I'm, I'm forgiven of most movies. I can admit that that movie isn't the greatest. Okay, all right. I can admit it. Okay. And, and this is going to go back to something we talked about a long time ago. Okay, keep going. It all comes down to the script slash story. And I think even with Snyder at the helm, if the story would have been solid, I don't know who wrote the screenplay. Do you remember? I don't know, but he, but, but 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 okay, keep going because I. Cause, uh, I but yeah, yeah, I mean, even 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 if the story had been solid, I think we could have kept all those other dark el- or what people are considering dark elements in the movie, and it would be fine. Okay. I mean, the, the story there were, there were huge huge things in the story that just didn't really jive. And even I had to watch the movie again slowly and go back and rewind several times to get mm-hmm. some of the stuff, like the whole when uh, she's the, she went on a report. She was a reporter. I'm sorry, excuse me. Right, rewind. Uh, Lois went to Afghanistan or somewhere. Okay. And she was trying to get the inside scoop, and and that whole little sequence, the first time watching, made no sense whatsoever. Okay. Made zero sense. Even with the Snyder director's cut where they tried to fix it, okay, still didn't make any sense. <laughs> so, and, and that and that's just the that's the least of the problems. Okay. That's just the first one. We have Lex, who's horrible, which I like Eisenberg, which is really just disappointing. They couldn't right, and, and and I'll tell you this, I don't mean to interrupt, but it made me dislike him as an actor. I hated his Lex so yeah. freaking badly. Which I'm wondering if. The fact that he was Lex's son right. is what gave thought what they thought, quote unquote, gave them liberty to change the nature of who well, Lex is. Well see, I've been told and, and every time every time I watch it and I'm and I make that reference, there is a character in DC called Alexander Luther Junior. Okay. And he is from the pre crisis way back in the, you know, seventies, eighties version he's the son of the original Alexander Luther of Earth 3 and and, and on that iteration of Earth 3 Superman which was called Ultraman Wonder Woman was called Superwoman Flash was called 
uh, Johnny Quick, Green Lantern, Power Ring. They were called the Crime Syndicate of America. Uh-huh. They were evil. And their one hero on Earth was Alexander Luther. He was the hero. His son, uh, Alexander Luther Jr., was one of four characters saved after the original crisis. Yeah, I've read that. And he went crazy. And he went crazy. (laughs) Oh, really? And uh, he was responsible in part, spoilers, for uh, Infinite Crisis, the sequel. Ah. So I get where they get the crazy son of Luther from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he didn't fit into the whole... So... Well, let me ask you this. Um, seems like we've gotten into this constant loop as of late of Snyder making a movie. One of the big qualms of Man of Steel with people, besides the Zod thing, was the fact that they kind of uh, demolished Metropolis. Okay. Which we find out is right across the bay from Gotham. Makes no sense. Right, exactly. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> we find they demolished uh, Metropolis and... What was one of the things Snyder tried to do to get back on track in Batman v Superman? What was the, what, what did we see in the opening scenes? I have no earthly idea what. Okay, we see Bruce Wayne. Oh, uh, seeing it. Having an alternate view of what happened. Okay. And he's mad. So that was one of their quote-unquote things to fix what happened in Batman. Okay, so how does that fix the fact that Batman is mad? No, 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 no. I'm sorry. In Man of Steel people complained because they destroyed the top okay. metropolis and that was one of their so in other words they're trying to i don't know if it was originally planned or they tried to make like oh we're so brilliant we did that so we can set up this in the next movie and, not, and i don't think he's that smart <laughs> yeah i mean i mean that's what they're trying to make it yeah. seem like, but i think it was a fix for the people that were indignant indignant about it okay you know? and, and i give you and i give you that and i agree with you but 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 here was the thing that was most profound that thing that I listened to last night was when they were talking about Wonder Woman um, and I think and I'm going to call her the lady in the red hat she's from uh, the, a group of podcasts called uh, Earth Station One MCU. but she does an MCU yeah. uh, and I, I will find her name and post it to our uh, website because she was fantastic from, from Marvel to DC to even Doctor Who so kudos to her and I think she's the one that made this comment, which was, you could take out Diana Prince slash Wonder Woman from the whole totality of Superman versus Batman, and she not really be missed. She well, really wasn't needed in the movie. But we wouldn't have seen all those cool files at the end. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. True. Whatever. Yeah, totally agree. Totally but, agree. But, 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 but for me... The only saving grace of the movie, which was Wonder Woman, it doesn't speak well if someone else can say that my saving grace for the movie could have been removed from the movie and not even been missed. Yeah. So, so I want I want to get back on the top of the okay. topic of okay. fi- fixing things. All right. But I wanted to 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 um, to like piggyback on what you just said. Well, um, even what you said before about. In, in the actual panel, you said that you were ready to walk out after a few what minutes. After, and you no, stayed, after and you stayed because waiting of for Wonder Woman. Yes, yes, waiting for Wonder so, Woman. So another girl in the panel was just like, "I couldn't take it. I got up and left." I'm like, "Oh man, that's so telling." You know, and I literally waited because, it, and and they were very strategic with it. If you look at it from that perspective, you 
they gave you about 30, 45 minutes in, they gave you a glimpse of Diana Prince. You know, of Diana dressed up in regular clothes. So yeah. you you get that little taste. You see that? Oh, oh, there she is, kind of thing. So, so I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you a question. Do you think they may have shot? <coughs> they may have shot more. And they got moved out. Woman, and maybe they pulled it out because. Well, let's see. I was gonna say, but maybe they pulled it out because <coughs> they wanted. They knew the movie was bad. They okay. knew the movie was bad. And maybe they pulled out the early Wonder Woman scenes because they knew people were only coming. They would leave once they saw how bad the movie was. They saw Wonder Woman the first time. Maybe like, okay, I've seen enough. I'm gonna leave. I, I don't. I don't, I, I, I don't could, know if that makes I, any sense. I know it makes sense, but unfortunately, the simple fact of the only way I think that that could totally have been have worked. I'm not saying that yeah. that's not true. Is that that all she was was a file like the rest of them. But but when she appeared with the rest of them, the if if that were the case, the character is tainted by the movie by even appearing in it. Yeah, yeah. You know. But still, she for me is the one saving grace of that movie. She, she I think she's she's what killed people in seats, and maybe I, I have it backwards. Maybe they should have put more in, in her, her. In, right. of her in it, so it would have made the movie better. And, and, and maybe so. Um, and maybe they didn't want to have too much of her to take away from uh, the purpose of the movie, right. was, yeah, which really didn't come across anyway. But. but or to take away from her own self-contained movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, I, I totally get that. But but but, but let's do, you know an interesting note while we're talking about Wonder Woman, especially in the sense of the cinematography. Look at and and before I say this, yes, I do understand that this is a hundred years since. Um, her her original or her origin story that's coming up soon. You look at her costume in, you know, the upcoming Wonder Woman. Yes, it's essentially the same costume, but the upper part red. It's clearly red. Okay, see that's a good point. It, it, it's going to take me back to what we're talking about. What changes Snyder is right. making? Yes, he did, he, he dulled it down. Future movies. So, so uh, okay, of course you did say it was too dark in, in Batman v Superman. Right. Now it looks like they're making it brighter for Wonder Woman. A fix that they're trying to do to right. compensate for their overreaching uh, on the other side of Batman v Superman. Um, the movie looks real bright. Okay. And, 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 and very open, beautiful, brightly lit right. shots. Okay. Is that inherent of, the one, of Wonder Woman or is it again Snyder... It, trying to overcorrect. Well, for, Snyder is yes, he has a hand in but it. He's the runner. But, he's the producer but, of it. Well, but 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 he's not the director of it. Yeah, but still, I think the producer. Okay, well, okay, but but you also have to factor in that they've taken Jeff Johns, who's like the DC architect. Uh, you know, he's written. You you name some of the great. Uh, DC works in the past 10, 15 years, chances are they were written by Jeff Johns. Okay. 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 So they have taken, and he's like a co, he's like COO, chief, chief uh, not operational, but he's like chief creative officer. And that, and that's a post bad movie, Superman. No, well, well, he's now been taken off of most of his writing duties, and he's been focusing on the last year or so, basically trying to help write the ship. That that uh, Snyder was sinking. That's promising. That's promising. Okay. And, 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 and 
So, I mean, I'm, I'm anxious to see what they do to Cobra. And it's funny we say correct. There hasn't been a Wonder Woman movie. But it's, I'm interested to see what they do to correct the DC ship as a whole uh, when we do get Wonder Woman. And additionally, we've had the uh, Justice League trailer where I don't know if it's particularly brighter than Batman v Superman, but it does have a lot more humor in it. Right. And that's one of the other uh, marks against the Snyderverse. The broodingness of it, the sadness of it, the... The heftiness. I mean, it just and, feels gloomy. Yeah. And depressing. To, and to make Kyle happy, the boringness of it. <laughs> yes. Well, you know, someone... Now, this was someone that was in the audience last night made a comment, and it was similar, I think, to something I've said before, which is... it. Marvel's movie uh, universe and Marvel's television universe, not including those, you know, X-Men, stand alone. We understand they're owned by Fox and stand alone. But for the most part, Marvel movie, Marvel TV, and even Netflix to some extent are all shared universe. Yes. Okay? You've got the CWDC. Know, the Arrow, the Supergirl, Flash, and Legends of Tomorrow. You have a successfully liked Flash. And now you're going to put, and no offense to this uh, guy that's playing him, but you're putting a totally different dude up to play Flash in the movie. Well, I mean, uh, I... Uh... That's just a choice they made for, I don't know if it's budgetary reasons or something, that, but that's a choice they made to not have those overlap. And I can't say that I really fault them for that because you got to look at the scope of what's being done on the Marvel side. They're, they're bringing in outlier characters to have successful properties on, on the small screen. Okay. Um, you know, could we do a Daredevil, Daredevil movie? Probably. Okay, yeah. I, I, I'm but going to I'm going to burst your bubble. I'm going to prove don't, you don't wrong talk right about, there. Uh, Batman. I mean, <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not Go saying ahead. anything about Batman. Go ahead. But you said they were bringing in an offline character. You know, like you know, like your third string or whatever. Uh -huh. So how can you have a Flash and a Flash if they're both offline characters? <sighs> Because you have you have an exact same character in both the movie and the TV show. Now I could understand well, if you said, "Well, Supergirl, she's not necessarily, you know," and they have said she's in an alternate world. I get that. Even how do we know Flash is an alternate world? Okay, and, if, <laughs> and, 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 and and on that logic, I could go with that. This is, you know, uh, this is uh, the DC universe in need of Prozac. <laughs> you know, and I've taken Prozac before, so no offense to anyone who takes Prozac. So, uh, but it's like it's like the depressed DC universe. I mean, but yeah, I mean, I just think crossing over the same character is just hard. Okay. And again, like the, the point I was making about the uh, about Marvel in particular, they chose to not have the same characters in both. Okay. And I think that's to their benefit in a lot of ways. And, and you know, would it be nice to have the same Flash on the movie that we have on the television show? True. Yeah, and I understand, easy. ultimately, that it can't work. I mean, I get that, because you don't necessarily, other than Phil Coulson, 
and and, 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 okay. yeah, and, and an occasional you've had uh, Lady Sif and you've got and you've had one cameo uh, have Maria Hill. Hill. Drop in. You have right. the uh, Guardian. I forget her name. Drop in. Uh, uh, Sif. Yeah, Sif. Yeah. Okay. So so you've had a couple of cam- but you know but that was kind of like after the fact you know. Yes, but I mean, okay. I think one of the common things about the Marvel versus DC TV verse is that DC is kicking their tail. Isn't that kind of the the, the common? I would I would say in the. T- but who yeah. has uh, who, who's it, more popular? Okay, okay, all right. Let me. Let me I think me. I think it's a consistency that people consistency that people think that DC is kick, is is ahead. Okay. On do you do you include um, do you include the Netflix TV shows? Well, in that, that? That's what the point where I was going to make. Is Agents of Shield the most popular thing on television? No. No. But I do want to watch the latest season. Thanks to the Earth, Earth Station, yeah, uh, lady. redheaded lady. Yeah. Uh, red hat. You, you, know, you have now been uh, officially christened the red hat lady. <laughs> but oh man, I forgot the point I was making. <laughs> but you know, I, I, you want to you want to watch the agents of skit uh, skill. Yeah, 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 agents. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I mean, overall, I think once you factor in, uh, once you factor in the Netflix shows. I, there's a there's a uh, argument to be made that they're just as popular as anything on the CW. Okay, uh, <laughs> and in many since they're on every night of the week for the most part, they, they are a lot of what <laughs> is on the, the yeah the CW. <laughs> yeah. So. No, no. I, but see, with Marvel, you've got you know Cloak and Dagger coming up on uh, Freeform. You've got Hulu coming up with the Runaways. Yes. And have you ever heard of the Runaways? Uh, you told me about them. All right. So uh, you've got that coming up, you know. So and we also have the uh, the Black Bolt. No, yeah, the, the, the Inhumans. Yeah, thing. yeah, Inhumans. So I mean, is either one of them doing fantastic? You've heard me say in the books. I think DC is, you know, beating them up. And down the stream, left, right, and center. I just think they're they're producing much better quality books right now. Marvel, I don't think are producing quality books. They are hitting a little bit better with the X Men in the last uh, couple of months with the new uh, versions and trying to bring. But but they are realizing. Let's bring it back home. Let's make them. Let's stop the brooding. Oh, woe is me, X-Men, and get them back to we are the superheroes that do this even though we are feared and hated. Yeah. Not that we are the people about to be made extinct. You know, quit the dark and extinction storyline and get back to what What they're all about. What they're all about and what made people fall in love with them from the beginning. Yeah, I mean... You know, again, we got these three different worlds. We have the, the comic books, we have the, the small screen, and we have the big screen. So, I don't know. I, I just think we, of course, like you said, in the comics world, DC is winning. It's, you can make an argument on, on the TV. And, and of course, uh, Marvel is kicking DC's butt in the movies. But uh, I, I would just like to see DC eventually try to right the ship. 
Okay. I, hope, I hope it can be done. I uh, think I think it can. Like I think the company's made the panel as well. All right. They so can, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. No, I said they can make a few key moves and they can it can um, very well put them on the right way. And again, like the, they made an uh, excellent excellent point in the panel. Compare the first three uh, DCU movies to the first three MCU movies. And okay. it's pretty much on, on close to the same level, I would think. Of course, Iron Man wanted to better. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. But if you look at I didn't get bored of them. If you just I didn't get bored. But look at I didn't get bored. Hold on, hold on. Let's just look at purely box office success. Don't care. I didn't <laughs> get bored. DC wins. Didn't get bored. <laughs> Hands down. Didn't box office bored. success. But again, it's a much bigger properties versus. Okay, uh, and it's just like somebody said, you put in the name Superman and Batman, they're in the same movie. That in itself sells itself. Yeah. Okay, you. I think the more accurate uh, question would be how much of a percentage drop off in the second and third week did <laughs> Iron Man have versus uh, Superman versus Batman? Had a good old long tail. Yeah, and that was another uh, thing that one of the guests in there, you know, brought up. Yeah, so, was an excellent point. Excellent. So I think I think for this segment, I think I have a perfect way to wrap this segment up. Yes. Okay. Yeah. The fact that in 2017, two grown men are driving back from a a Doctor <laughs> Who convention, which is very cool, but b we're sitting here just debating three different medium for which pulp characters created making uh, on things that were bought at 10 cents or 12 cents or 25 cents a piece 75 to 100 years ago almost yeah for some of them we're sitting here having a conversation about these characters in 2017 are they perfect absolutely not do they is it right for everybody no probably not but the fact that we're talking about these characters that some people just created and never thought that we would be sitting here talking about today. Yeah. I think that's a win for everybody. That's a win for everybody. Yeah. Definitely. All right, cool. So we are right about back to uh, Exit 18, which is for anybody in Mississippi. Uh, well, not Exit 18, Exit 54, which is Brandon. And I'm now actually looking at, for those who've been listening, when I said I lived in Brandon, just past the apartments that I uh, lived in, and which you didn't realize I had to drive this far every day. Yeah, it's brutal. <laughs> brutal commute. Brutal commute. So we are almost home, or as to what we call home. And so wanted to kind of give a wrap-up before our brains crash of Hulanta. So, Clarence, did you enjoy? Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you mentioned before, but my first con. And, yeah, I really enjoyed it. Um, I really enjoyed the people. I was I was impressed by the amount of uh, uh, gender diversity <laughs> there. Yeah. It's nice to see a lot of females there. You know, Colin Baker even asked a question. Uh, you know, how, how many females do you think you have in the audience? And it looked like we may have wound up around 50 40, or I'm sorry, I'm sorry, 60 40, or either 50 50 in that range. 
But yeah, yeah, it was it was it was good to have a lot of diversity and I really enjoyed some of the panels. I thought they were really great. Um, maybe only one or two I really just didn't have as much fun in. And yeah, just being surrounded by people who really, really, really love Doctor Who was a different experience. And it's a lot of fun. It was great. It was great. Yeah, I agree. I mean, this was my first Doctor Who panel. And, you know, uh, last night I was telling Clarence the... You know, not uh, not immediately, but there was a moment when Colin Baker was talking that I had this revelation in my head, even though I knew <laughs> he was in there, that I almost, well, and I did get, not almost, I did get choked up a little bit that, okay, this is something that I have a borderline obsession for, and I am in the room with a live doctor. Yeah. And I mean, you know, I, I can't tell you how many times I have done the and change Perry and it appears not a moment too soon the, and and here's the man that said that in the same room with you and that 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 was cool uh, another thing I liked was the other people the um, other podcasts like mark 42 who getting to see some people that you had kind of connected with and completely out of left field there yeah. was uh, the the, what were the Earth Station? Earth Station MCU. The MCU and the uh, Earth uh, Earth Station Who? Uh, Mark Who Forty Two. Mark Who Forty Two. All you know, all of them. Uh, you know, I thought was really cool. Um, and, and, you know, Cal, I think we're burying the lead. The, the most important person. It was great to see. Oh and, yes. And well, considering the fact, <laughs> considering the fact that Lee did not know originally because he had not caught up listening that our biggest celebrity was Lee Shackelford. I'm going to say that we got to meet our most important celebrity other than Colin, you know, the stars of Doctor Who. We got to meet Karen Shackelford. Oh, yes, the, yeah. real, the yeah. real celebrity. The real celebrity behind it all. I'm we sorry, got to, Yeah, we got to meet the ultimate real uh, celebrity in the Shackelford household, Karen Shackelford. Yes, yes, I love both of those guys, and it was a lot of fun hanging with them. Uh, having a bite, you know, is, is, is really, really great to uh, break bread with them and, and uh, just talk. You know, and I have to give Karen a compliment because not only were uh, we literally her husband's geeky friends, but she could not have done any better of making us feel welcome. And, uh, you know, uh, just like, um, you know, you had talked to her and known her for a long time. So the ultimate celebrity, Lee, has been demoted. Uh, We got to meet Karen Shackelford. So there we go. I'm I'm happy. I'm happy with that. Yes, man. And uh, just... Again, on the con and period, period is just like experiencing the uh, ins and outs of how things work, the whole vendor thing, and you know how guests are flowed through and the different type of panels. What type of people are on the panels? Correct. Uh, just eye opening in a lot of ways and, and really fun. You know, it's it's eye opening also. In two miles, use the right two lanes to take exit four. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, and, and and see that proves that what we are doing is real life happening, as it as it were. It's, uh, you know, Google is still telling us 
how to get home. Geary, be quiet. Geary, Gleary, or whatever. Geary, yeah. And uh, if we've already said this, I'll, you know, forgive us for repeating, but on our way here, one of us was using an iPhone, the other, of course, was using an Android, and neither one of us was taking us, kind of like a TARDIS, uh, where we wanted to go, maybe taking us where we needed to go. So we just combined the names and said that we were navigated by Gleary. Yeah, yeah, it's corny. To you soon. Yes, but uh, there you go. Well, this is Lee Shackelford calling in to discussing who, like anybody else, giving feedback um, with my little review of Hulanta 2017. I went because. Uh, it seemed to me like it was the best way to get uh, Kyle, Clarence, and me into the same room at the same time. And we succeeded in doing that. So to me, anything else that happened was just going to be icing on the cake. And I didn't, uh, for a variety of complex reasons, I didn't uh, actually uh, get to spend much time at the con. But as things were timed out, uh, just the way things worked out, I got there in time to see Jamie Matheson's um, uh, appearance, his panel, followed by Camilla Corduri's, and then Colin Baker and Nicola Bryant uh, up there together. And uh, so just one, two, three like that. And uh, that was fantastic. And, you know, I was sitting out there with Kyle and Clarence. So um, that's just that's just beyond price. So so for her to have been at the con for only a couple hours total, that was uh, that couldn't have been better. I enjoyed all of those panels tremendously for, you know, for very different reasons. Um, but um, everything that Jamie had to say fascinated me as a writer particularly, and um, I'm really looking forward to uh, Oxygen, which will probably have aired by the time uh, uh, what I'm saying now uh, goes out. Uh, we also really enjoyed the, the dealer's room. It's it's not a uh, uh, an outlandish, it's not a Comic-Con scale uh, dealer's room, and uh, and I like that, you know. Uh, all in all, really, that's what I love about Hulanta, is that it, to me, they've got the sweet spot that they are big enough to be able to bring in guests like, for heaven's sake, Colin Baker, Nicola Bryant, Camille Corduri, and Jamie Matheson. And, uh, but without being so huge that um, you just feel like you're being stepped on all the time. I, I just, um, you know, we, we actually got to have casual conversations with, with other, other fans who were there. Um, because I've been to other cons in Alabama and Georgia, I was actually seeing people that I recognized, even though they aren't people I know, but they're seeing other fans that I have seen at other cons, and uh, that was interesting. Lots and lots of beautiful cosplay. Lots of really um, labor-intensive and, and beautifully thought-out uh, costumes, and uh, and I just always appreciate and enjoy that. But, you know, when the day is done, the big thrill to me was uh, just spending um, well, pretty much all of one day with the with Kyle and Clarence, who are, of course, you know, the greatest guys in the world. So, um that's all really. I think that's all I've got to say about Hulanda. Um, next year, maybe should we do it again? Anyway, that's my review of Hulanta 2017. All right. We are back. We hope that you enjoyed and survived the <laughs> clips that were not up to uh, Clarence's standards, but we hope you enjoyed them nonetheless. And yeah, we, if, if if you made it this far, I would consider you a true fan. So true, thank you. <laughs> true. And for those of you who did listen to him finally call it Dawn of Boredom, I <laughs> eternally thank you for listening.
You know what? I think it's just the de facto standard here going forward. I can't even not call it down and boredom anymore. You, you uh, actually uh, uh, caught Carrie off guard by calling it uh, down and boredom uh, the other <laughs> night. Did you do that on purpose or did you do that by accident? Uh, I didn't know it catch me off guard, but I definitely it's kind of like I just said, it's kind of ingrained in me at this point. Yeah. And you uh, held nothing back to say it in the panel to try to get a rise from the rest of the people in the room. You know, you were you were very ready to say done aborting with all passion and uh, flair. <laughs> and, and, and yeah, you had a moment there. Yeah, I, I, it, it was fantastic. Yep. And I wish they would have. Uh, um would have gotten you at the very end where you wanted to bring up the uh, Zack Snyder comment. So uh, I wish you in hindsight would have been able to, but yes, I mean, I was like, okay, this is going to be my uh, shining <laughs> moment of the evening to say dawn of boredom. Yeah, that was cool. All right. Yeah. So um, I know I was going to say, are you working on anything? But I think uh, the only thing we're, together working on is we've got a panel coming up yes uh at uh, the southern geek fest too we are supposed to have a panel i think it's pretty much is it set in stone at this point i think it's a pretty good chance we're going to have it out there's some details left to work out uh but yeah that should be fun Um, hopefully we can bring along a few of our friends and yes i'm kind of looking forward to it me too um i i think the what is up in the air is we are waiting to hear back on the date and time. There's not a date and time yet Ah, that we've been told, but we've been asked to do and been invited to do and we've agreed to do. So yeah, I think the only caveat at this point is when are we doing it? And uh, we actually had, uh, I want to give a shout out to Heather who uh, anyone who has listened to some of our previous episodes that have feedback uh, Heather uh, has actually sent in feedback before several times and was actually one of her questions that was the inspiration for our episode number 24, which was covering Supergirl. She asked, were we attending? And I said, hey, we're doing a panel. And she was just like, when was it? when is it going to be? Because I'd like to uh, make sure I come. And I was like, well, as soon as I know, I'll let you know. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um- yeah, no, I just want to say, um, if anybody can make it out there, please come and check us out. Uh, give us a shout out. Come uh, shake your hand or something. You know, we, we'd love to see you in Hattiesburg, Mississippi at the Southern Geek Fest. Good deal. Good deal. Well, uh, so for everyone listening, we appreciate you spending your time. And um, I'm going to say that this episode is a wrap before Clarence starts trying to edit audio again. <laughs> so, uh, with that being said, on behalf of everyone here uh, at Discussing Who, which is right now Clarence and I, we are out of here. Hey guys, if you like the Discussing Who podcast, then you might also like our friends over at realitybreached.com. The Reality Breached podcast is all about video games, movies, and a whole lot more. Things tend to get a little weird. So enjoy, subscribe, and tell your friends. For more information, visit realitybreached.com. You've been listening to the Discussing Who podcast. Discussing Who is made by fans for fans. No copyright infringement is intended.
Show us you're fans of the show by liking us on Facebook, following us on Twitter. You can find us on the web at www.discussingwho.com. Want more Discussing Who? Find us on iTunes, Google Play Music, Player FM, the Doctor Who Podshock Alliance, and more. Send us your feedback to discussingwho at gmail.com, or if you'd like, simply record a voice message and send that to us via your smartphone, tablet, or computer. We want to hear from you. 